Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga. With player picks as dazzling as a Christian Gunter solo slalom, fancy advice as game-changing as an injury to Robert Lewandowski, and two pundits who are hoping to do their best work in the business end of the season. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 27. And joining me, as always, the fantasy football got himself, Flo Reinecke. Flo, how are you, my friend? Did you enjoy the international break? <laughs> I know what you're getting at, James. But, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not getting at the Germany thing again. Like, we've done that. We've covered that <laughs> angle. I'm generally asking, did you have a nice bit of time off? Well, I didn't have time off. But, I, I, I mean, we had nice weather here in Cologne. Uh, and, um, definitely enjoying that. It's a, it's a change for, for, for the kids. And, uh, it's school holiday. My oldest son was sick actually last week. So he wasn't going to school. Uh, fortunately it wasn't Corona, but he got tested like four times in the stretch of a week. Which, yeah. Ouch. Cause, uh, cause he had like, uh, a cold, a, a usual cold, but it's, it's, it's rare these days. Well, that's it. I mean, the tests are not, yeah, they're not a pleasant experience though. So to do that four times in a short space of time can't have been nice, but I'm glad at least it came out with the right results, I guess. Oh, everything's fine. They're able to play football, uh, outside, which is a nice, uh, change. So no, uh, no, it's, uh, everything's fine. And, and actually I, I, I wasn't even aware that Germany was playing until like halfway through the second half yesterday. And then I turned the TV on then. I'll, so I'll be happened. honest, like you haven't, you haven't missed much yeah, and you yeah. didn't miss much in that game. So. <laughs> How did Eng England do? I, I, I actually, I didn't really follow. I, I did follow the U21 yeah. uh, European yeah. Championship. But that's, yeah, that's where we got knocked out. You followed the right one then. <laughs> yeah, we got knocked out of the under-21s, but we scored like last night. We scored a, a last-minute winner thanks to Harry Maguire. So yeah, we've been doing all right. But I, to be honest, like I've, I've been following Germany's trails more often anyway you know i was at the i was at the both games in duisburg and so it was interesting to see like iceland you kind of thought okay maybe things are improving like 2021 like turn over a new leaf and then and then last night it was like oh no we're right back to where we were at the end of 2020 great yeah it was it was really really bad and what what did you guys do to team one can you explain what, what don't, don't blame me i don't know what is it the the air in no, london it's, yeah england has corrupted him chelsea has corrupted him but i yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with him although i will say this i I always was of the impression he was a bit overrated and that he might get found out, but I never thought he'd struggled this badly. And, you know, he might go through a run of scoring goals, but it does, yeah, it has kind of shown him, shown him up to not be this prolific finisher, right? I think Leipzig and his record there made him look a little bit more prolific than we know him to be because that decision-making flow <laughs> is still an issue when he's one-on-one -on -one with a keeper, I tell you. And even if it's, it's no keeper at all in the goal. Well, the, <laughs> true, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, well, again, that's that's confidence for you, right? That's a human thing yesterday yeah. where you're low yeah. on confidence because I think a confident Werner goes with his right foot, but the low on confidence Werner tried to shoot with his left and shanked it miserably. Uh, I, I think it's all right to go with your left, just hit it in the back of the net. You should be able to, uh, as a professional footballer. Oh, I, I agree. I and, and I don't want to lay the blame on Gundogan. I mean, the pass wasn't perfect, but it was still like good enough that you should be able to tuck yep. it away. Yeah, you're one of Germany's best strikers. Yeah. That that should so be expected. I, like I myself would be disappointed if I don't make these things. But I mean, you played five a side with me before, James. You know that. Like that's a sitter. Yeah, for me. I know, I know. Yeah. That's back. That's yeah. back of the net every time for for Flo yeah. Absolutely. It, I mean, it was one of those. It was the biggest reaction all night. Like of the of the few journalists that were there. Like I can tell you honestly, everyone had like draws on the floor, head in hands. Like everyone had a reaction to that moment when he missed that chance. It really was. It was it, it, spectacular. Um, but yeah, and there are a few. There are a few times I think you and I will say, "Oh, we definitely could have scored that goal," and and that's one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of them. Um, okay, let's let's move on because we do have some listener questions and we've got a lot to cover today because not only do we have unlimited transfers like we talked about at the end or the beginning of last episode where we mooted the fact that we thought they probably wouldn't do it. Well, they went and did it anyway. Um, and so we do have unlimited transfers to, to use this uh, during after the international break um, and, and a big match day ahead in terms of sorting out your team, not just for this weekend, but maybe for the next couple as well. So starting with a question from at J.Q 
who says, who are the best Leverkusen picks? They've got great fixtures and a new manager, but it's hard to identify who the reliable options are at the moment with their squad. And that's it. Hannes Wolf uh, taking over from Peter Bosch. Uh, that's a new development since we last recorded. Uh, what's your take on Leverkusen right now, Flo? Yeah, it's, it's really tough to gauge, I, I think, because with a new manager, there, there could always be something else happening. But I personally think that the, the football that Wolves likes to play is pretty similar to what Bosch does in his approach to the game. So I don't think that too much will change, but it's definitely an amount of uncertainty there. The good thing is they're playing Schalke for starters. So, I mean, like, of, of all clubs you could face for your debut is, is probably the best one. Uh, so I'm definitely looking to load up on Leverkusen and uh, the fact that uh, they're playing Saturday afternoon and we don't have a Friday evening fixture is, is definitely helping. I mean, there couldn't be a better time for unlimited transfers than a day when we got the whole Saturday afternoon matches to double and, and, and change our squad and all the lineups. And uh, I would feel uncomfortable with Leverkusen assets if that weren't the case. But since we know the lineups, I, I think in midfield, Wurtz, Demir by Namiri are in play. Uh, Wurtz is like, he's a good value for 8.3. Demir by, like, Schalke is so bad in defending set pieces. And that's like, with Demir Bay, you would be betting on uh, Leverkusen scoring after set pieces. I, I don't think that's unlikely. And Amiri is the all-around player who has the most shot involvement uh, from open play from these midfield options. Uh, up front, I, like, I actually think this could be a breakout game for Schick or Alario. Uh, depending yeah, right. on who's going to play up front. Uh, definitely both of these guys are on the table as well as Leon Bailey. Diaby is probably not playing. He's, he, like, he is in quarantine until Friday, I, I think. So I don't expect him to play, but this is like this could change the outlook of the Leverkusen squad next week if Diaby is back, because he probably will um, be back in the starting lineup as a winger. If Hannes Wolfs goes with Schick or Alario up front and the guy delivers, I expect that he'll stay in the squad, which is like a positive and why I personally lean Schick or Alario over Bailey, uh, just because of this um, going into next week and not knowing um, who Wolfs likes uh, as his winger. And that would be just my guess. And I mean, if he like, if he uh, feels a guy like Bellarabi, uh, of course I would be interested in. We don't, we don't know. Uh, he's a striker in the game, unfortunately, but he's sitting at around nine million, so could be worth it if you need some value. Although Alario is cheap enough with eleven point six, but he might not be playing, so it's either Schick or Alario up front. No, that's it. I mean, Leverkusen have a plethora of options. We've always known that. Um, and we do know that they can deliver. Um, the run of form has been quite shocking. It's why Bosch got let go. And it is a shame to see him go. But yeah, we, we eagerly anticipate to see what Hannes Wolf can bring to the table and whether they can have that upswing that a new head coach sometimes brings. And we saw with Schalke, I mean, Gladbach before the international break were in a terrible run of form. They play Schalke 3-0 win. Everything looks a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, that's the reason why I might be uh, going back to a Leverkusen fullback, which has been hurting me for like l the last three years, my thinking that one of these days they should have some attacking returns. But <laughs> it seems like I'll never learn. So Wendell and Frimpong both are on my shortlist. Wendell's 7.6 million, Frimpong 8.6. And I might actually lean to Wendell. Because I believe the guy uh, who saw his stock fall the most is Daly Sinkraven, because he's like he's a clear-cut teacher's pet of Peter Bosch, and like he hasn't shown that he's worth a starting job for Leverkusen and in his stint there, but played anyway most of the time, and I I think that's over now, and I also think he's questionable. To begin with, so uh, yeah, um, might be that we see all of the last matches with Wendell in the starting lineup wouldn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah, no, uh, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Although, I mean, I, I, some, I sometimes I think you and I watch a different player when we watch Daily Zinkraven. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't think he's a, the one of the best left backs in the Bundesliga by any stretch of the imagination. But you really are quite down on him as a, as a, as a, as a player. And I actually, no, thought, I, I, I think I just expected so much more of him. No, that's fair. I, I, I think that's that's the reasoning uh, coming. Like used to used to be an attacking winger. Them playing as a fullback and like that, like the qualities who yeah. should be there. Yeah, he was a Dutch international. Yeah, I with just Ajax. didn't yeah. see them. That's that's that that's a problem. If he were like a guy coming through the own youth ranks of Leverkusen and starting uh, in the Bundesliga, yeah, definitely I would judge him differently. But with all the hopes of what we what he could uh, bring to the table uh, and what. Bosch said as they were getting him from Ajax uh, I think you have to say it's a disappointment it's always what you expect from a player how you judge him yeah, no, it's fair enough. Um, and yeah, we, we wait to see whether Vendel maybe has pipped him in the order under under Hannes Wolf as well. Let's move on to the next question. At Hafid underscore FW says, is it the right time to invest in Gladbach assets? It almost hurts me to say, but Alassane Player is back on my shortlist and I'm itching, I'm itching to to pull the trigger and bring him in. in. So uh, I I like Glashtinl a lot. Uh, he's definitely... Um, in my, my close consideration for my squad and up front, it would be Alassane Player. I don't care for a Gladbach defender because Benzebaini would be the only one I would be interested in, but he's suspended for the match. And so I'm, I'm off Gladbach defenders for the weekend. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I brought Ben Zabaini in for the Schalke game, and that actually paid off quite nicely. It wasn't a, wasn't a bad pick in the end, but I would agree. Yeah, with him with him out, the defenders just aren't aren't enticing. You know, even if Elvedi has scored a couple of goals this season. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next question then. At Mulcahy underscore Mike, uh, he says, "I am curious what your respective team values are, and if you're leaving money in the bank to get Antelino, Sancho, and Lewandowski back in as few transfers as possible, in terms of having money in the bank to be able to bring them back in when we want." Want to. So, what's your what's your philosophy on those three big money players that have played such a significant role in the game this season, but are currently unavailable? I wouldn't plan too much, uh, especially with Lewandowski and Sancho. We don't know when they are back, so I I personally won't leave money on the table because of that. I might have some money uh, on the table, but it wouldn't like that would be just because I think the players I have are better than. Like I don't have to spend all my money if I feel a cheaper player is better than a more expensive player, then I'm going with a cheaper player, of course. Because of the un- uncertainty and if you, uh, yeah, if you get more expensive players, you get more money if you sell them again. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's necessary to, to go out of your way to, to plan ahead. And I, I mean, Angelino might actually play uh, on the weekend. So you definitely can think about getting Angelino uh, in your squad. Um, it's definitely a differential play because of playing Bayern. But uh, I, I think it's a close game now between Bayern and, and Leipzig with no Lewandowski. And if we talk, like, my team has a value of 198 million point one. Oh, you're, what? That's outrageous. Is I thought, it? I, I thought I was doing well. I'm on 193. And, and I've got 800,000 in a bank. Mate, that's, that's, that's tidy. Yeah, no, no, that's, I mean, I just had a look at mine. My, my value. Well, that's it. I, okay. I don't know. Is that my squad without my truck? No, it's got, I think that's my whole squad with my transfers done. Right. And my budget is 193 million is what I've got. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I thought that was good. And you, you've got like 5 million more. You've almost, you've almost racked up 50 yeah. million in profit since the start of the season <laughs> just on your player picks. Yeah. I wish that was real money. And yet James. somehow you're still behind me yeah. in the standings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if like, I, like there were three instances where I forgot to bring on players. And that cost me about 60 points so far, but they still gained value. So uh, at least that was working for me. Uh, I think that's what you see there. Yeah, it, yeah. But although you're, you're leading me. Yeah, in, it, it shows like, that you really and, should be ahead of me. And I think at the end, maybe that should be the deciding factor between us, not the points, James. This year is market value. What do you 
Yeah, it you should be. Now that, just now change, change the game, shall we? <laughs> my advantage there. No, it's, you know what? The only way, sometimes the only way to topple champions is to wait for them to make mistakes. And so I've capitalized yeah. on your mistakes this season. I'll yeah. take that where it comes. You just have to keep me very busy. That's yeah. definitely uh, working. Well, that, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad because normally I'm the one making mistakes all season. Um, but to answer Mike's question myself as well, I, I did a draft of a team without Lewandowski and I've got like a good you know, 15 plus million in the bank right now. And that's with, with with me making a team that I thought was reasonable, that had players that I wanted from teams that have good form and good fixtures. Um, and yeah, I, I've still got a, a fair kitty in the bank. I may spend more of that before deadline day once we know the lineups on Saturday, because that will, of course, factor into all my decisions. But I, I'm not necessarily preparing to bring Lewandowski, Antonio or Sancho back in. But right now, the way I'm drafting my sides, I think I'm going to have a bit of spare cash anyway. So it should work out okay, because there are some great budget options just because you've got this spare cash doesn't mean that the budget option should be overlooked and i think we're going to be mentioning a fair few of them uh, in this show so it's worth uh, listening to to see who we kind of pull out of the woodworks but i think we'll give you a fair few options to work with before we do that and move on to part two let's finish with one last question um from at Mashiesco. he asked for the best teams to invest in for the next few match days flow i, I combine that with teams who have decent fixtures and actually have assets you want to invest in uh i mean bielefeld has a good run of fixtures but i'm still not very keen on investing uh into bielefeld players maybe ritsu doan but even he is like it's not good value for money in my taste for what little they do going forward um and the three it's too, too many people ahead of him in the packing order yeah, as well right there are too many better picks my three top clubs to invest in um, Leverkusen because uh, they're starting out against Schalke which is great and then it's Hoffenheim and Köln the next uh, two games after that that's pretty good uh, then I like Gladbach home game against Freiburg which is actually a really good fixture we, we talked about that like in 2021 um, only Schalke have conceded more shots on goal on average than, than Freiburg has so they're second in this uh, which is pretty good if we're talking fantasy, so that's a nice um, matchup. And after that is Hertha, Frankfurt, Hoffenheim, Bielefeld. So it's, it's definitely looking uh, good and positive for Klappa. And the third club I would add, and actually I'm willing to go on pretty heavy on this weekend, is Borussia Dortmund. Uh, you might think they're playing Frankfurt now, and that could be a problem. But I've got that sneaky feeling because Frankfurt, like they, there's some talk of Adi Hütter leaving. That's definitely maybe uh, unresting for uh, some guys. And they really have some issues uh, at the back with Hasebe uh, being suspended and Hinteregger uh, being out for the game. And uh, I, I think that definitely can help Dortmund after a disappointing match at Cologne. So uh, I'm I'm willing to gamble on Dortmund having a good game against Frankfurt. Uh, I, I definitely think that's in the card. And after that, it's Stuttgart, uh, Werder and Union. Uh, so I, I like the Dortmund outlet and I'm, I'm willing to go heavy on Dortmund. Yeah, I, you know what? I like those picks. And it, I mean, it's a tough, it is a tough weekend. And, and the third oh, yeah, club, on. although I only have one player I would consider, or two players I would consider actually from that club is Mainz because they're playing beautiful Cologne, Hertha and Bremen the next four games, which is pretty nice. But uh, I'm just looking to bring in a Mainz defender and it's either in Vena, who's pretty cheap, or yep. Da Costa, um, who's a bit more pricey. But um, that will be my favorite options. I, I don't like... Like in midfield, I, I don't have this option. I feel feel really good about maybe Boetius if he plays, but like it's too yeah. fancy for me. It's a fancy plays in drone. Go with with other with other options. You don't have to invest in in Mainz midfield just because they have a run. A nice yeah, run to, of to games. quote something you once told me, he's like, uh, sometimes you think a little too far outside the box, James. So that I think Boetius would be yeah. a little too far outside I, the I box. I just no, felt I, obliged to. <laughs> it's good. No, we need, mention, to, we need to mention, mention someone there, and, but I don't think it's good. To, and so it's better, like, getting a Mainz defender, I think, is good thinking, yeah. uh, especially with Zimvena, with uh, the nice price tag. 
uh, of him. Was Juice taking free kicks as well? You know, it was interesting. You know, he scored big last time out, and Niakate's done all right in the last couple of weeks before the international break too. That's it. I mean, the, but the fact is, you don't need to yeah, save. Yeah, Niakate is another yeah. one, yeah. But I, I personally prefer Da Costa because oh, he's playing as a winger, and I think they are pretty similar price, so I'm mistaken there. Da Costa is 8.9. Yeah. And yeah, like about 5.7, I think. Yeah, 5.1. So you actually, yeah, you saved some money with yeah. going with Nia Kati. So yeah. maybe that's the better choice. But St. Just is another one you can think about with 4.8 million. Yeah. Because uh, he's a threat, uh, aerial threat after set pieces. Definitely the options in, in, in defense are pretty good for, yeah. for mines. And I, I'm pretty sure I have a, uh, one Mainz. I'm not saying at least because I won't have two Mainz defenders. That would be too much for me, but I probably yeah. will have one Mainz defender in my squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I mean, he's one of my player picks um, in terms of the Mainz defender I had. And that's it. You look at their fixtures. And I mean, if you're using the, the graphic that uh, official DNL does um, on Twitter, then it's, a, you know, this lovely block of green to start Mainz off uh, with the, the return. And, and on that note, I mean, the other teams, I, I, the thing is, I wouldn't necessarily throw the teams out there, but Freiburg, you've got a couple of interesting options to see whether they can turn it around and they've got Bielefeld and Schalke after that game against Gladbach. Yeah. And then Augsburg. I would think about them next week. That, yeah, that's I, it. I, I, I think this week, we, like with unlimited transfers, I, I don't feel it's necessary for me to dip into the Freiburg market if I really just want them from next week on. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, I, I almost, that's the reason for why I didn't mention, uh, mention Freiburg before. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. It was more have a watch of them against Gladbach because I mean, Gunter put on a show before the international break and, and I think racked up 17 points in the last game. And yeah, what, what an inspired pick by me. Was, did you pick him? That's oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I no, brought him in. Solid pick. Yeah. yeah that, that was brilliant. He turned into, Jaden Sancho and Lionel Messi for like a split second against, it was against Augsburg wasn't it you know yeah. and it's just yeah an absolutely brilliant moment and you wonder whether he can then produce that a bit more regularly towards the end of the season my fear with Freiburg is that soon there's a chance they might not have had anything to play for and that may be a factor in some of these teams when they might drop off because they don't have things to play for whereas other teams will be more motivated the other team I was going to mention but was Augsburg because it's the same as Freiburg. They actually play Schalke and Bielefeld in the next two games after this weekend against Hoffenheim. But the only player I could really think of mentioning was Andre Hahn because currently he's playing out of position as a striker and he's a five-point-something midfielder. So he, he breaks your bank, he's out of position. If you want to go that direction, those are the only other things I was going to throw out. But I do agree with Flo. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, James. I actually... like. I was going into like uh, the show thinking that the game would be played in Hoffenheim. So I, I, for some reason, I had that down as an away game for Augsburg. Uh, yeah, I still like the Hoffenheim side better, but uh, your reasoning is sound for mentioning at least Hahn. Yeah. And maybe a guy like Peterson is also a budget. Like, if you need money, but with Lewandowski out and Sancho out, and there's uh, so many expensive options out. Uh, I'm not sure that you actually need to go down to a player like Peterson, uh, who's sitting, I think, at under two million, playing left back for Augsburg. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to see what type of teams we see this weekend because I think there was a there was quite a strong template going into the international break. You know, that followed a couple of Leipzig players. You had Lewandowski. You maybe had someone like Goretzka or Kimmich in midfield, you know, and then you were searching at the back for someone to go along with Borna Sosa and maybe a, a Wolfsburg defender. But I'm intrigued to see how, t how teams are shaken up by the unlimited transfers, the, the fact that we're entering the business end of the season. And I do think you need to back teams here that are going to be motivated to the end of the season as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm excited to see. I, I, I'm excited to see what I produce from my team and whether I can stay ahead of you or whether I'm about to, with unlimited transfers, balls this all up and, and let you sneak ahead of me in the business end of the season. It would be outrageous if that happens. Yeah, let's hope that's going to happen. <laughs> well, my track record is good, Flo, for you. I'll be honest on that front. Um, okay, before we close out part one, a very quick reminder about the TFF Pokal, which is now in the Herbert 
Herbert Heidenreich's uh, dandy, stiff and curly round. Uh, Flo's still in the competition after finding a loophole in the bracket rules. <laughs> um, and he's he's drawing nil-nil after his first leg, but I'm one nil down. So I'm in need of a big weekend. So I really ca- I, I really cannot afford to, to make too many mistakes with this unlimited transfers uh, round. If you want to go find uh, out how you're faring, uh, go type TFF Pokal, P-O-K-A-L in the search bar on Twitter. You'll find the profile of Haymarket Second, our good friend, and with it, a link to the Google Doc. But for now, uh, we will leave it there for part one, and we'll be right back with part two. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Time to get RT stuck into the fixture list for match day 27. It's good to have the Bundesliga back after the international break. Um, and let's start with Leverkusen against Schalke. Um, Leverkusen, they lost just one of their first 19 games of this season across all competitions, but have since won just four of their last 18 competitive fixtures. We've mentioned the fact that it's Hannes Vols' first game in charge. Meanwhile, his counterpart, uh, Gramotzis, Schalke are still waiting for their first goal under his tenure. Strangely enough, you know, Schalke managers have gone through or head coaches have gone through a lot this season, but none of them have gone four games without scoring and Gramotzis could do that, um, which is definitely an unwanted record. Um, in terms of a player pick flow, who are you going for from this one? Because I know you mentioned a lot of them earlier in part one. Yeah, and uh, for me, I, I've just got this inkling feeling that it's going to be a Karim Dimirbay game, uh, a Karim Dimirbay game of old. And what we used to see from him when he was playing for Hoffenheim. And like Schalke is conceding so much chances and shots after set pieces that I, I, I just think it's like if Dimebay is going to have a breakout game, it should be against Schalke. I mean, he had one a, a few weeks back where he scored a brace, I think, but I'm not necessarily expecting him to do that, but to have a lot of shot involvement against Schalke. And uh, that's a reasoning for me. Um, if money isn't an issue to maybe give the slight nod to uh, Demir by over a guy like Wurtz or Amiri. Yeah, no, I, I li- it's a nostalgic pick almost. I like it though. Yeah, but but it's a very close race. And uh, for some reason, I like even I would like Schick more than Alario even, uh, although Alario is cheaper. But I feel like under a new coach, we could see. Uh, Sheik fulfilling his full potential and that's like he, he has big potential and going up against Schalke we could see that uh, ending up in a lot of goals and a, a lot of fantasy points so yeah, I think we have like tough decisions to make because there are so many good options this week. Yeah, so many good options and then as we said we'll have the five fixtures including this one where you will know the starting lineups before you have to make your transfers and that is going to just open up a lot of doors for a lot of people I think it's going to be very good um, but I, yeah as I say I like the nostalgia of the Demibai pick I'm not going to lie um, Wolfsburg against Köln is the next one Weghorst scored his 50th Bundesliga goal in his 92nd outing before the international break he's the fourth Wolfsburg player to do it in the club's history. Aidan Dzeko, Grafic and Diego Klimovic, the other three. And when you consider the fact that they've suffered just three defeats and conceded just 22 goals after 26 matches, those are both club records for Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga. So they are having quite an impressive run. The thing is, Flo, we talked about the teams with the good fixtures. Wolfsburg have a really tough run to the end of the season, but they have this wonderful game to start it off against Köln at home. Yes, that's that's definitely a conundrum where you at. Uh, playing against Cologne is like it's almost the best fixture you could imagine, and um, I mean Cologne in in twenty twenty one they con- they already conceded seven goals through headers, uh, which is the most in the Bundesliga, tied with Schalke, and that's definitely boding well for everyone who's an aerial th- threat. Uh, for Wolfsburg, of course, that's including Wout Wehorst, that's including a guy uh, like Brooks or uh, Lacroix, and uh, definitely chose Lacroix over Brooks uh, because of the price tag. But that's also heightening the outlook for a guy like Maximilian Arnold, who's a set-piece taker for Wolfsburg. So all these guys are in consideration. Every defender is in consideration because I think it's odds on that Wolfsburg will get a clean sheet against Cologne. They, they can't score to save their lives. And Wolfsburg have uh, 
the second best defense in the Bundesliga. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of options, but like you said, they're playing at Frankfurt next week and then hosting Bayern, then are the next two games. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how to handle that. And a guy like Brekolo, I like a lot as well in, in midfield. If I had the money, I probably would go up to Maximilian Arnold, but, um, my second choice would be Brekolo, who's sitting at, I think, 10.9 million. So a lot of really, really enticing options for Wolfsburg, but, the outlook going forward is not that bright for the games after that. So definitely don't load up your team with players you don't want to have on the 28th match day. Uh, think about that. You can only do like we're not like I'm sticking my neck out here and saying there won't be unlimited transfers <laughs> before the 28th match day. Oh man, I can, I, we can hope, right? We can we can cross our fingers. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I don't and, think uh, so either. And Wolfsburg is definitely one of the clubs, though. I, I don't mind to leave like one Wolfsburg player yeah. in my squad for next week, but I think like two is would be too much for me going into Frankfurt. And um, that's definitely... Uh, in consideration, and I, I like I have problems sorting out who my favorite Wolfsburg pick is. And gun to my head, I'm coming up with Maximilian Arnold because uh, I think that money isn't an issue um, this weekend. Um, Maximilian Arnold, is, like, similar to to Demir Bay, uh, definitely his value is heightened um, because of the matchup against Cologne. Yeah, nice pick, definitely. But yeah, the, to mention the games that Wolfsburg have, we've mentioned this tough run afterwards. The Of the six games that come afterwards, they've got Frankfurt, they've got Bayern, they've got Stuttgart, they've got Dortmund, they've got Union, and they've got Leipzig. And that's before they close the season against Mainz. So the, the first game and the last game for this stretch for Wolfsburg are good, but the ones in the middle, you probably want to steer clear of. Yeah, I, I don't mind Stuttgart as an opponent because like, they, they, they're a tough opponent to beat, maybe, but they're conceding shots. Tough. And, and that's like, that's the first thing I, I care about in, in fantasy. Yeah, but and, to get, to, get um, to the Stuttgart game, you've got to go through Frankfurt and Bayern first. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, I know. Just like you said, there are, there are two games in the stretch. Uh, I actually don't mind that um, having my players playing against Stuttgart. No, that, that's very fair. Okay, let's move on then to Mainz against Bielefeld. Uh, Mainz are on a two-match winning streak for the first time this season and are out of the automatic relegation places for the first time in four months. However, uh, Mainz are the only side yet to beat one of the two promoted sides this season in Bielefeld and Stuttgart. So looking to make that right this weekend. Flo, who's your player pick? Yeah, first, like, there's a, like an interesting st statistic. I think Bielefeld has gotten... 13 out of 15 possible points um, from the duels against the clubs who are on the bottom four. And Mainz have two points uh, out of these games against the bottom four. And wow. we saw that a while back, that same situation. Mainz had the possibility to jump out of the cellar uh, of the table. Is that a phrase you would say in English as well? Or is that like well, I mean, it works. too literal translation from German? It's, it's a little literal. Yeah. Um, we talk about yeah, escaping the drop zone or something like yeah. that. So yeah, similar concept, different, different yeah. words. So yeah, against Augsburg, they could have escaped the relegation zone as well, but weren't able to and lost at home. So I, I think it's a possible letdown spot for Mainz actually here, but that won't give me enough pause to to shy away from getting a Mainz defender already talked about. I think Mvene is is the best value in the back right now for the next match day. Um and I think he's at two point five million, something like that. Yeah, yeah he's a he's a real budget yeah. buster. You don't need it. You don't need so, it, but he, yeah, he's right he there. He has for to you. be my he has to be my uh uh player pick here. Yeah, I, th I, I agree. I think he's definitely top of the list uh, when it comes to Mainz right now. Um, okay, let's move on. Augsburg against Hoffenheim. Augsburg have won just one of their last 11 games against 1899 and furthermore have lost five home games in a row against Hoffenheim and have never suffered six straight defeats against a single club. Could happen, uh, but they are at home, as Flo mentioned earlier. In terms of a player pick, Flo, who you're looking from this game? Yeah, it's I guess a bit boring, but Christoph Baumgartner... Um, I, I think it's a great pick, 13.1 million. And I talked about like how uh, Freiburg is conceding uh, a lot of shots this year. 
and Augsburg is up there as well. So um, it's definitely a, a good matchup for Hoffenheim. We have to wait and see what the news on Kramaric is because he was injured during uh, international duty, wasn't able to play. We don't have any update there. It would definitely help Hoffenheim if Kramaric would be able to play. But it's like it's a good matchup nonetheless. Uh, only Freiburg and Schalke have conceded more shots uh, on goal this year than, than Augsburg have. And um, Baumgartner is so pivotal in uh, all the attacking moves um, that I think he's like he's a pretty decent pick because it's a Saturday afternoon uh, match I'm, I'm not sure that he'll make my final cut because I want some flexibility uh, he might be one of the, the the guys I scratch out because Augsburg like they're conceding a lot but there are some games where they just like they are if they are uh, can destroy, what the opponent does, yeah. they will. So they, they will be happy enough to just sit back and uh, making the game as boring as possible. Um, yeah, no, I, it's def I agree, definitely yeah. also possible. So, but I, I still like Baumgartner. If it were a standalone fixture, so he would be in my squad. But because it's not, he, he might um, be scratched out. But like he's close, he's on my short list for sure. No, and, and rightly so, yeah, because, he, I mean, he, yeah, you're enjoying your creative midfielders in your player picks today, Demi by Arnold and now Baumgartner. But uh, no, I do like the pick for the game against Aus, but my only hesitance was, uh, with Hoffenheim is the fact they play Leverkusen, Leipzig and Gladbach in the next three after that. But, I mean, it's their, it's their final three fixtures of the season, Schalke, Bielefeld and Hertha, that you're looking at and licking your lips. And, yeah, hopefully maybe Andre Kramaric is fit again for that. But uh, we'll wait to see what the update is on the Croatian. Um, OK, final game from the 3.30 kickoffs. We've got five of them, as we mentioned, that we will have the starting lineups from. And uh, we saved one of the best for last. Dortmund against Frankfurt. Uh, Haaland has scored just one of his last 15 Bundesliga goals on home soil and scored no goals from 14 shots shots during the international break. Dortmund, meanwhile, they haven't lost at home under Terzic and are unbeaten at the Westfalen Stadion in nine games against Frankfurt. Flo mentioned he felt the fact that Frankfurt might be a little unsettled with the uh, Adi Hütter uh, news and rumours circulating a little bit. But in terms of a player pick, Flo, who would you go for from this game? I think it's tough, but I've got the feeling that it might be the time that Targan Hazard gets back to 100%. And he's like the only one of these attacking, prolific attacking uh, guys of Dortmund who's actually a midfielder in the game. So he's very interesting uh, to me for 12.6 million. But I also, like I can see myself bringing in Haaland if I feel that's differential. May, like on, on paper, they are definitely, on average, there are better fantasy options than Haaland because... He like he can disappoint pretty poorly, but but like I said, like I I feel that Dortmund like they want to prove something. They they have to win this game to get into the Champions League, and Frankfurt is having some some trouble uh, at the back. And I like I think it's possible that we see that helping Dortmund. And if we remember back to the game where. Uh, Frankfurt played at Bremen. They had also uh, trouble at the back because Indica was suspended for this game. And uh, it showed. Um, if they have to change something up, it's it's definitely like they have to get out of the comfort zone. And with Hinteregger and Hasebe, two pivotal players are missing for Frankfurt. Uh, and uh, like I, th that uh, slightly uh, gives the edge for me uh, f for investing in Dortmund, especially because they have good fixtures going forward as well. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, it was interesting. I was reading what Aiden Terzic was saying today, and they're hoping that Jaden Sancho's um, situation will improve for the better in the next seven to ten days, he said. Um, so it is something to bear in mind. But yeah, in the meantime, Torgan Hazard, I like I like the pick. I, I really do, because he's a player that we know what he's capable of in this game. Um, and the fact is, if he plays well, there's a very good chance that even when Sancho returns, that Hazard still has a spot in the starting lineup, because yeah, there's a there's a lot of 
room to maneuver in that Dortmund front line, um, especially since Terzic has come in, where he hasn't really been able to settle on a single, uh, single, you know, set of players, essentially. Um, let's move on then to the Saturday, or the first, I should say, of two Saturday evening games, uh, because without the Friday fixture, we've been given uh, a late fixture on Saturday evening. Uh, and of course, that's not the top spiel because the top spiel, the, the Gipfel Treffen or the, 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 the clash at the summit of the Bundesliga, as they say, is Leipzig against Bayern. And a lot of people feeling right now Leipzig have one of the best chances ever to topple Bayern from the top of the Bundesliga standings come the end of the season. They are currently on the longest unbeaten run in Germany's top flight. They've picked up 22 from a possible 24 points. Bayern, though, have won each of their last four games and a win for Bayern would take them seven points clear at the top of the table. That, you would feel, would probably be that when it comes to the title race because a lead like that has never been overturned. But if Leipzig can win it, in the absence of Robert Lewandowski, then it's potentially game on. So I think we need to address that situation first, Flo, because it's the elephant in the room. Robert Lewandowski. Do we look for solutions inside the Bayern team or outside the Bayern team? No, not for this match, uh, for me. I think the the solution otherwise would be Thomas Müller or Sashin Abri. Both are in pretty good shape. But like, I'm I'm not like, why do I have to go with my head against the wall with unlimited transfers, bringing in Bayern players? <laughs> they they lost Lewandowski. Now they're going up uh, against the best defense in the Bundesliga. Like, I, I I don't see the benefit to go with a Bayern player. At least up front. I would be more tempted to bring in a midfielder uh, of Bayern because like one issue that's fixed with Lewandowski being injured is that I don't have any doubt that Leroy Sané is playing yeah. as a starter for Bayern. We we know that he can deliver as a fantasy asset. I'm, I'm still not sure I want to bring him in, but money is probably not an issue. Already told you guys how much money I have to spend. <laughs> I really, I'm... Maybe I buy a yacht as well. Not just <laughs> on if the only, side. If only. Yeah. We need to turn yeah. this into digital digital currency. We need to be investing in this like Bitcoin. And I, I'm probably bringing in Zane and then just leave him on the bench just to show <laughs> how, how rich I am. But uh, no, he he's definitely an option. I'm, I'm not sure. Like maybe I'd rather invest in a guy like Nkunku. Uh, I won't have two midfielders out of this game. If I have like... I won't have a striker out of this game. A pro, like I won't have a defender out of this game. I might have a midfielder because it like it gives me a leg up going forward. Having one of these guys you want to have going forward. Bayern is playing on your next week. Leipzig is playing at Bremen next week. So if you already have in Kunku, you're you're like you're able to bring in one more of these top guys. Um, for next week than before. So I definitely think there's some benefit in it. And uh, for me, the decision would be between Nkunku um, and Sané uh, if I want to uh, get a midfielder out of this game. And I, and I think actually it's smart. Not like if you were just doing a team just for this week, I, I don't think I would have any involvement in this game whatsoever. But since you only can do three transfers and you probably would like if you were able to to have like uh, three Leipzig guys and two Bayern guys maybe um, for next week uh, yeah that's simple mass you won't be able to do that uh, <laughs> if you don't have two players out of this game and I won't have so which means I'm not uh, I won't be able to have as many um, players of these two next match day but uh, in my opinion, it's 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 definitely uh, worth it to to uh, not get into the market as heavily this week. But yeah, and Kuku, he will be my player pick for, for for this match. But it's close between him and Sané, and I think there's sound reasoning behind getting one of these guys and sets you up nicely. Get you gain flexibility, and you have one of the guys you would love to bring in next week already in your squad. 
Well, then let me let, let me ask you because we haven't really talked about it, and, and normally I think we'd have had a listener question, but I think the way I put out the tweet, they knew that we were going to talk about this anyway. So let me bring it up now. Who are you looking at to replace Lewandowski? Who are your who's top of the the shopping list in terms of strikers? Not just for this weekend, but of course with this weekend in mind, but you know maybe with the next couple of fixtures, uh, you know ahead as well. Like who who is at the top of the list there? So I think Haaland can have a good run uh, of games with scoring a lot of goals uh, with uh, the fixtures that Dortmund has had. So he he would probably be um, my number one. Wout Wehorst would be the number one if you just look at this match day with the matchup against Cologne. Yeah. Alessand Player, I can't quit him. Uh, playing against Freiburg is a nice matchup, standalone <laughs> fixture. Pretty high on my shopping list. And then I think the guy you almost have to choose is Saza Kalajic of yeah, Stuttgart because yes. he's so cheap. <laughs> um, playing Bremen. Bremen is a side that conceded the most shots that were uh, uh, taken by headers in 2021. 43 so far this year. That even tops the likes of Schalke or Cologne. Um, but it hasn't, like, they didn't concede as many goals out of these shots than the other clubs, but they conceded the most shots. And we know that, that Kalajic, he's a force in the air. He's two meter tall. Uh, it, it will be tough for Bremen to defend him. And Bremen has some issues with Valkovic being injured. So, yeah, Kalajic probably is, is the guy to look at. The only reasoning why he might not be in the squad is because budget is, isn't, such a big issue yeah right that that maybe you you think about bringing in a higher price guy because Stuttgart is playing Dortmund next week and you don't feel as comfortable with Kalajic for that fixture that could be and that could be the reasoning for going player over Kalajic for instance because they're playing Hata next week and it's it's a better matchup. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to admit, yeah, Kalajic very, very high on my list as well. And and maybe we could have mentioned this uh, for the Stuttgart Werder Bremen game, um, but we'll talk about him then as well. Um, but that's one of the reasons I have so much free money to play with right now is because right now in my current draft of my team, I have Kalajic and Mvene. So already I've like I busted my budget on two occasions and that's why I've got yeah. a lot of loose cash to play with. I have to admit, I also at one point had Gonzalez in my head as a differential to Kalajic, but yeah, unfortunately he is now been re-injured yeah. um, yeah. which is not great because um, Gonzalez would have been in my squad 100% right because he came, yeah, he came off the bench healthy. against Bayern you're thinking right he looked yeah. lively like this is good and he'll be right there scoring goals again 100% but therefore yeah his injury now makes Kalajic even more attractive so okay we hope we've given you enough options there to help you deal with the, the Lewandowski conundrum I do believe a lot of people's instincts will be to go to Muller and I do agree with Flo it's not a bad option but I'm not sold on it for this weekend against Leipzig and therefore I almost feel like you have to have Kalajic and maybe a bit of cash ready uh, to go to make that transfer upgrade to someone like a Muller next week or, as Flo says, go with a player that therefore you don't have to jump uh, the gap quite as much uh, next time around. But OK, let's move on to the gladbach Freiburg game where we can wax lyrical about Alassane player and his cohorts a little longer because Gladbach's win over Schalke last time out was their first after a run of seven winless games in the Bundesliga. Uh, the Foles have also lost each of their last five matches at Borussia Park. Freiburg, not the easiest opponent to come up against. Well, but that's, that's the wrong stat, James. I'm sorry to, uh, to call you out on oh, that. Go on. But the one home game they lost were in Budapest, actually. True. That's included in there, in the stat. Is it? I read that stat, I read that stat as well. I said, well, one, one of these home yeah. games, <laughs> so-called home games, was played in Budapest. So no, okay. get off my lawn. Yeah, no, I, okay, then I'll get So they've lost their last four matches at Borussia Park then. We'll, we can set yeah. on that. Um, the, I, the question I think here is, did the Schalke win change anything when it comes to how we're viewing the Gladbach players? Does, does it paper over the cracks? Yeah, it could be. Uh, we know, like, confidence is a real thing. Uh, we talked about in the intro about the Werner miss, and maybe now everything is... It's a bit easier for Klappa. I can see that happening. And um, yeah, that's that. Like, combine that with Freiburg being leaky at the back. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, and that being a standalone fixture as well. Like, I'm all in uh, investing in Klappa. And so uh, we've mentioned player, we've mentioned Stindl. There's no one really else to mention. Yeah. In that These bracket. other two. You know, um, Hofmann, Hofmann, uh, had a positive Corona test, so he won't play. Um, so everyone like 
these are the two options. Uh, you you could go uh, to Ram over player for sure. Uh, I, I like player more, but I won't battle someone who thinks that player uh, to Ram is a better. No, pick. okay, yeah, that is a very fair way of of summarizing. Or it. at least I, I won't battle with a knife. Maybe like small fist fight will be <laughs> yeah, there okay. You go. There you go. But not not weaponized duel. <laughs> We'll take that, the, 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 yeah. the less hardcore version of it all. Um, I like yeah. that. I mean, I've mentioned it earlier with Freiburg. Do you feel that they could be dark horses down the stretch to the point that they would become fantasy viable? I mean, we've got Griefer, we've got Roland Schallay, we've got Christian Gunther that all can do a job. We know they're capable of it. And I'm just wondering whether we might see them come good. Because yes. they, I, for me, they're almost like the dark horses to get into Europe. I think everyone will forget yeah, about they them are. and they might just they sneak are. in there. They, they have a great run of games from the next match day on. Uh, they're playing Bielefeld, Schalke, Hertha, Hoffenheim, and Cologne. Then they're playing Bayern second to last match day. Could be that the title race is over by then. And then on the last match day is, is Frankfurt. So the last two matches are tough for Freiburg. But from the 28th to the 32 match day, Pretty good run of, of fixtures. So yeah, they, uh, uh, at least the Europa Conference League should be inside for them. Yeah. And we should also remember this is around about the time that they put that really good run of wins together in the, you know, before Christmas as well. We're kind of hitting those same patch of fixtures. And so you never know, they might just recreate that form and that might pay off for fantasy owners. Right. Let's move on. And you know what? Actually, we're going to move on to the Sunday games. But before we do that, um, you may be wondering, we, we've had unlimited transfers. You're going through a full episode of Talking Fußball Fantasy right now. And Flo and I haven't mentioned goalkeepers or goalkeeping pairings so far. And I'll be honest, there is a specific reason for that. Uh, and that's because someone else did the research for us and we want to give them the credit. And that is, of course, uh, our good friends. I'll call them our good friends. Um, at DNL Fantasy on Twitter. That's their handle. Uh, and they, we've talked about them before in terms of the resources they provide from predicted lineups to injury news and stuff like that. But they have outdone themselves this time around during the international break uh, by creating a wonderful graphic looking at the goalkeeping pairings of all the goalkeepers under 7 million and I have to say they've done a wonderful job um, and you therefore I would say can go and look at the graphic yourself we'll retweet it on the Talking Fußball account um, but it's well worth a look because they've obviously put a, a bit of time and effort into it and it is a very helpful resource when picking a pairing of goalkeepers that hopefully won't clash too many times. Um, Flo, I know you've had a quick look at the the pairing and we don't want to give it all away because we want people to go make their own decisions. But in terms of the preferred options for you, who would you look at for a pairing right now? Yeah, definitely. So the, the optimal number of flexibility is six. So six fixtures where they have different kickoff times. And out of these pairings, and there are not a lot of them, Koble uh, and Horn, I'm a favorite one, but I might opt to go with a five at the end, because then I would be able to, for instance, pair Florian Müller um, with uh, a guy like Robin Zentner. Um, that, that's definitely, I, I think, interesting. And also Marvin Hitz um, with Florian Müller is also yeah, a five right. <laughs> out of six possible. Um, so um, these would be if I'm like, I'm, I'm opting for less flexibility, but I like the pairing better. And I'm like, I haven't made my decision might end up how much budget I have left. And if I have really like a huge amount of budget left of the guys who cost more than 7 million, I actually like Gikiewicz. Uh, he's sitting at 8.3. I think it's probably. Too costly for my taste, but like that would be really differential to going with Geeky Witch. You, you would have a, a unique, I think, a unique outlet um, uh, at goal, and I, I, I like him a lot. Um, but he's right, he's right uh, in that gray he's area. not on the graphic because yeah. he's not a really cheap <laughs> goalkeeper, and, and that's the reason why he's not uh, there. But yeah, for, for now, it would be either uh, Kobel and Horn or Milan Zent now. 
for me. Yeah, nice. No, or, Mul- or Muller uh, and Hits. There you go. No, I think th- those are some good options. And I agree with you. I mean, Gikovic is right in that gray area. If you think, oh, he's like, it's a little bit too pricey, but it may be worth it. I remember actually it was this time last season that you went for two pricey goalkeepers towards the end of the season. And so, yeah, I mean... I, I, how did, how did, did that, that work, work out? out? I'm, I'm, I can't no, remember it really. It obviously didn't work out. I remember Timo Horn was one that you brought in, and that surprised me because he was, you know, upwards of nine million, I think, back then uh, towards the back end of last season and stuff oh, like what that. What was I thinking? I, I don't know. Um, I, I have to admit that's why it's stuck in my head, Flo, because it made me think, oh, that's very that's very outside the box for Flo. He normally doesn't do that, but uh, it's nice to hear that you obviously have learned your lessons. So going back to the budget options now, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to hear. Um, okay, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures then. Uh, Stuttgart against Bremen, the first. First one, uh, and for Stuttgart, after scoring in seven straight games, Sasakalajic failed to find the net against Bayern last time out. However, he did score uh, three goals in three games during the international break and has scored in each of his last four home matches for Stuttgart. And they themselves are actually unbeaten in five at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Um, and so this is a, is boding well. And I have to say of the games that offer flexibility this weekend, and I know it's not as important because of the Saturday kickoffs flow, but this probably tops the list in terms of the games that do afford flexibility for me. Yeah, but for me not. For me, like Gladbach is uh, my favorite market to dip in. Um, but like Stuttgart is definitely also uh, really interesting. Um, the only thing is, like next game is against Dortmund. That's it's not it's not great, but it's it's not like uh, really bad either. So uh, I don't mind that as much. I actually would prefer this game to be played on Saturday afternoon. Because there are some interesting budget options we're not 100% sure are going to play. Um, or at least like one guy I would love to have in my squad if he's in a starting lineup. And that would be Tangi Kulibali because of the injury of Vamangituka. Uh, he probably will play uh, as a, on the right side for, for Stuttgart. And he's just 1.3 million. So a really great budget buster. Um, but like, I would slide him in as 70% likelihood of being in the starting lineup. Yeah. I certainly like his chances on, uh, with Gonzalez yeah. out injured. Definitely. Yeah. But I'm not sure that I'm willing to take that chance with all the options we'll probably have because of the five games. We'll know the lineups before we have to yeah. uh, close the transfer. So he's like, he's sitting on the edge for me on being an investable player. Definitely interesting. And Kalajic, we already mentioned him. Uh, not interested at all in the Bremen side um, because they're playing Leipzig next week. Yeah. Um, if they had a really juicy fixture next week, I, I, I would see me maybe making an argument for a guy like Rashica, um, but not this time. Or a guy like Augustinsson. These are probably the, the two best options Bremen has in a fantasy sense. Or Moorwald as a value option. But uh, not with this run of fixtures they have. Because it's, it's brutal. Uh, after, after, the, like, they, after the Stuttgart match, um, they play Leipzig and Dortmund. Um, so they, they really have to get something out of this. Or it could get ugly. Until towards the end of the season, although they already have thirty points. No, that's. I mean, I think yeah, but you don't want to get nerves uh, involved. I think that's that's the thing. You just want to keep. I, your, I'd rather not. Yeah, keep, yeah, after last season, keep yourselves well yeah. clear. Much better. Uh, better, better for the heart as well <laughs> and the blood pressure levels. Okay, let's move on to the final game because it's a big one as well. Is the Berlin derby Union against Hertha? Uh, this will, of course, be Paul Dardai's first meeting uh, with Union. He will be the third Hertha coach to take charge of this game. Of course, Urs Fischer has been around for each and every one of them for Union. It just shows the discrepancy. Uh, in the way both sides have fared. In, uh, you know, fun fact though about the game is the fact that all three previous Bundesliga meetings have seen the home side come out as victorious. Is there anyone, Flo, from this one that you would trust to close out the match day? Because there are a couple of players. I mean, Max Kruse peaked the interest right before the international break by having a, a really good performance despite a 5-2 loss against Frankfurt, scoring both goals. And then you maybe could look at a couple of Hertha players as ones that could 
come on strong towards the end of the season, hopefully. I mean, Maxi Mittelstedt's been in good form. We even had Zayfoyk score a goal. Uh, that was a bit of a bizarre one, it has to be said. And then I'm just wondering, when is the time that we might see Mateusz Kunja actually refine his form? Well, he, he did find his form against Leverkusen, so uh, I, I think we already saw the game. He he did pick up 15 points there, so I would be happy with that. Uh, he, he's a decent pick, but I personally, I probably will stay away. If I would need money, do you know who's the set-piece taker uh, for Hatta BSC right now? Is it not Mittelstedt? Who's taking corners? No, I don't know. They're not the top of my head. I haven't watched a head no. game in a while to know. It's Martin Dardai. Really? A colleague, a colleague pointed me to that. That's rather unusual. It's a center back taking set pieces. And I said, oh, I don't believe you. And I, I looked into the stats <laughs> and crosses out of set pieces. He's sitting at 11 since he's playing for Hatta. And the second most during that time span is Cunha with six. So it's, it's, Really, really unusual, but like you, he, he's getting his about... chances to taking set pieces. I, I probably would need to look at a stat when he and Cunha are on the pitch, but I'm pretty sure that he's still he's still taking set pieces with with Cunha in the frame. And like to be to be honest, Cunha is like the guy who screamed like if you're playing on on the school uh, floor, uh, school place with, with your friends. And there's always this guy who wants to do everything, uh, yes. or every set piece yeah. and every, and you say, well, you're not actually that good at doing it, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, and this guy is Matthias Cunha. Uh, like he's taking set pieces and he's not, pre- he's not really good at it, but, uh, I think no one has a, a cojones to walk up to him and say that, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. And uh, so, so I think there's an argument to make for Martin Dardai sitting at 1.1 million. No, that's I, never in a million years would I have guessed him. And you talked about Daily Zinkgraven being no, a teacher's pet. Then me neither. Me Martin neither. Martin Dardai's up there as well then, potentially. Yeah, but a colleague of mine who saw Hatta Games said that. It's, it's pretty unusual that he's taking set pieces. I said, well, no, you're, you're a liar. Thank you, Yeah, I can't think of a comparable player now to think of, because that's so outside the box but no I like it uh, a good little uh, golden nugget there at the end yeah. of the show I mean Tim Borowski back yeah, in the right. day he wasn't a centre back but he was like uh, 193 centimetres <laughs> long taking set pieces yeah. Naldo was always good also, but uh, yeah, Naldo, Naldo made sense as well because yeah. he could actually hit a good free kick as well but yeah but Naldo didn't, didn't, do corner, didn't yeah, take yeah, exactly, corners yeah. No, I'm true. talking corners and, and, and free kicks from the side not direct no, free no, kicks very true very true okay let's uh, let's close the show then with our player picks Flo Vegas choice who are you going for has to be Alisson player for me standalone standalone <laughs> fixture uh, good matchup against Freiburg, uh, and I just like him. You, you could, Patrick Schick is another one who's playing against Schalke. Um, these are the two players I would consider here. I, I, I both hope and don't hope that your pick finally comes off with player because I'd like to keep you at, at arm's length if possible in the standings. But I hope that one that you know one of these times that you finally put your faith in him, he actually pays back that faith. I'd like to see that as well. Um, yeah, my Vegas choice, I went with Sasa Kalajic. It was a weird one because I actually had him down as Super Schnepchen first because I thought for 7.3 million, that's he's definitely a Super Schnepchen as a striker. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'll move him out of the way uh, and put him in the Vegas choice slot. And... There's not actually, you know, I say that though, there's not much Vegas about him. He's like a pretty locked on pick and like he's probably likely to score against Bremen as well. So I'm, I'm yeah. really cheating the system here, you let's are. be honest. You are. Um, so maybe let's move on to Super Schnepfchen flow. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Uh, then you know what? Uh, Nadia Amiri. Yeah, that's a good that's, one. That's a better Vegas that's pick. That's a right? good one. Okay. Definitely. My shoe, I mean, the obvious Super Schnepfchen would be in Vienna, but I think it's too boring after all we said, uh, said about him to, to, I, I think it's not wouldn't be worth to even mentioning his name here or writing it down in the script, James. I think that would be bad form. <laughs> okay, right, all right. I'll you you keep talking while I keep searching. Then, <laughs> and uh, I think Maxence Lacroix on a match day where budget probably isn't an issue uh, would be my guy for six point two million. Because the thing is, all like clean sheet is. Almost is in the bank. He's a force in the air after set pieces. That's where Cologne had some issues. So uh, I, I think he's my 
super schnäppchen or maybe you go with a ma- like that I, the problem is last game of the match day otherwise i would be willing to gamble uh, on him yeah um that's definitely the issue there but if you want to go even cheaper and vena is a better choice but uh as I think Mats Peterson for 1.1 million. Like he's he's not as bad. Don't take too many. I've still yeah. got to pick one here, Flo. Right? I've still got to pick Sorry. one. Don't take too many. <laughs> no, you you can go with your Vena uh, pick. It's James. It's it's totally fine. That's <laughs> no, right. No, no, I'm but, I was just pulling a leg. No, go with no. Vena. It's 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 a gr- no, the best you, you choice. Peer, you peer pressured me out of it. You peer pressured me out. Um, but no, I I will do our listeners a favor and give them another option. It is a name I mentioned, and this is it. I pulled out the list, and it it quickly became apparent I, that I mentioned him earlier. I'll throw it Andre Hahn yes. for this match yeah. day out of position against Hoffenheim. I like it. I don't like it long term, but for this weekend, I like it long term. If you're in that price range, I'd look at Roland Charlay instead of Freiburg, personally. Um, but that's just two options for you. Okay, banker, flow then. Are you going to tell me that my picks are too obvious here as well? <laughs> no, no, not in the least. Uh, I think it's just ev- even sticking your neck out a bit. Oh. Uh, I'm going with Maximilian Arnold, uh, I think, as my banker. Um, I-, I like him pretty much against Cologne. Um, could be curtains for, for Gistol. Uh, after this match, it's not clicking for Cologne. With all like his finesse after set pieces, I think Arnold is a is a pretty good uh, pick here with a high floor and a high ceiling uh, against Cologne. Yeah, no, I I really like that pick actually. And of I'm... course, like I I think we haven't mentioned Vejos enough. Yeah, of course, he's one of the best picks yes. for this match day. Uh, no. I think we should emphasize it. Um, like I, I'm I can't talk about Vejos more than about player. Uh, I'm <laughs> contractually matter. obliged to have uh, a certain balance. Uh, yeah, but Vejos is a good pick. Let's move on. No, I, I, I like the Arnold pick as well, I have to say. But I like it. The problem is I now do the debate of do I like it enough to pick it with you or do I look for the differential to try and steer clear of you? And maybe Vejos is my way out of that potentially. Yeah, but I might not. Like, oh, here he goes with the mind games, ladies all, and gents. Like... <laughs> No, I'm just saying Arnold is my banker, but I'm not making my team just for this week. So that do- it doesn't necessarily mean that he will be. He probably is in my squad, <laughs> but there might be a chance if I like a, de- a Wolfsburg defender that much, and I'm uh, want to go with a guy like I'm not bringing in three Wolfsburg guys. Yeah. Uh, I I I think I won't do that because I'm like I will I, I would dig a hole that's too big uh, even for my taste um, with, with this match day and uh, so if if I feel better with other midfield I think the options are better in midfield than in other positions I'm, I might not go with Arnold although I think he's one of the best picks in midfield for this week it's that's just the reasoning so. Um, no, that's fair enough. Our, our banker is always a standalone pick, yeah. um, and it's never with the intention of looking too far down the road. Definitely, so I I, I do understand that you're just keeping me guessing, Flo. Yeah. I like it; it's good. Um, <laughs> okay, my banker is actually someone that has been mentioned. It was mentioned by Flo in the Vegas choice, and I'm going with Patrick Schick. I I actually just wrote down whoever starts for Leverkusen up front, um, because for me, yeah, Schalke are there for the taking. Leverkusen can score goals against them, and so I like their odds. Um, and so yeah, banker pick Patrick Schick or Lucas. Lario, 15.7 million or 11.6. That is what it will set you back. Right, that brings us to the end of this week's Talking Fußball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Fußball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, join the Talking Fußball Fantasy League. For now, from me, your host, James Thurgood Flo, and the rest of the Talking Fußball crew, Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören. <laughs>